to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. My name is Celeste, DM Celeste, otherwise known as DM Sea Witch. Why would it? <laughs> <laughs> Who else am I here with today in the gym? Hey, say hi, Neil. Oh, Celeste is running on nothing. Just but fumes. Sleep and caffeine. Uh, I, a subtle combination of calligraphy ink and coffee. And I am DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac. Today, we're going to talk about episode number 179 World Building, The Feywild, which featured Lou Anders, who is a wonderful human, and you should go get all of the cool stuff he does. Um, I'm actually started listening to Thrones and Bones, the audiobook, with my kids. And so anytime Whoa. we get anytime we get in the car, they're like, we want to hear the stories. Um, oh, so, that's adorable. So, thank you, Lou. And that led Rorik and I to create DMnastics number 148. Thank you very much. I saw that and died a little inside, but that's yep. okay, because I love the Fae, so I'll yes. allow it. Okay, what was the setup for this one? Yes, so on this one, again, yep, so we're talking about fairies, you might have guessed. Uh, but for this one, we essentially gave you a scenario saying, imagine you are strolling through the Feywild and something happens, some kind of encounter occurs to you. Um, so uh, for coming up with your own Feywild encounters, we asked some questions here, uh, breaking down what might happen to your party there. So first question, one, what were the first warning signs? Two, what events make it clear that something is afoot? Three, what is the correct protocol for avoiding trouble? Four, what kind of trouble ensues otherwise? Five, how do they get out of the trouble? Six, what prize is there for navigating the situation successfully? And seven, of course, you do you. So yeah, so uh, all y'all put together some really cool uh, encounters uh, that happened in the Feywild. So uh, Neil, did you want to start off? Tell us about which one you picked. I did. And this one comes from DM Annabelle. And the first warning signs are basically your group of adventurers stumble their way into this secret archive found in the like hollowed out trunk of a tree. Now, enter upon entering it, as the Feywild would want to do, it's not straightforward. You what? Don't get to, no, in nah. the Feywild? Ah. You don't get to plunder and pillage. You do notice this absolute overwhelming wealth of knowledge, of magic, of everything. I love how they described it, detect magic. It'll be so dizzying, it will make you want to puke. Yay, that sounds pretty Feywild. <laughs> yep. And so what events make it clear that something is afoot? The pages of the tomes actually begin to get hot and transform into small fey-like creatures. Ooh. And they turn into creatures akin to whatever book they came out of. So if it's like a love or romance novel, they'll be charming. Or oh. if it's about war, they'll be more combat oriented. And they'll also be have some flame element to them and basically will burn away the inside of this cache of things. The kind of twist or the puzzle element to it is that your players should have had, I don't know, something deep in their hearts that they wanted, and that's the only thing that they can take away. Mm, sort of a, a Aladdin in the lamp scenario. And so if they're able to exactly follow that, follow that course, find that item, and get themselves out, they will possibly have this 
thing that is very powerful and not have everything burn up, including themselves and other terrible fae mm. wild things, and also potentially walk away with one of those fairies that they could use as a familiar. Wow, that's cool. Uh, all all familiar potential is awesome um, when you're dealing with the fae. Yeah, that is that is great. Such a wonderful carrot to dangle in front of your players. <laughs> yep. And then smack them with a giant flaming stick on the other side. Oh, that's so fun to like imagining, you know, based on whatever kind of books your party is looking at or interested in, like coming up with how those fae might interact and like yeah. attack the party. That just sounds like a barrel of fun uh, for the DM running this. Perfect. Yeah. So thank you, DM Annabelle. That Love it. Celeste. Which one did you choose? Yes. So I went ahead and picked the entry from Letter Lost. Um, and this one, I really liked it because it just felt like such a classic kind of fey encounter. Uh, so basically, uh, you, you're walking around. Your party is in the Feywild, walking in a field of shamrocks. Uh, and it's it's very nice. The wind is carrying like soft laughter. You know, there's things flying around. Then all of a sudden, you hear a crunching sound. And somebody in the party has basically stepped on a sprite so there's like this dead tiny sprite under your foot uh wherein like the challenge ensues (laughs) immediately here um so they have built in this mechanism where the the dm literally counts out you know a one two three like a five count and based on what the party does in that count um navigates what happens next in the scenario because after the five count the rest of the sprites that were on patrol with this this one sprite who is like taking a rest, uh, they they show up. So if you you know, you're like, oh no, like we 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 killed this thing. Sorry, you don't try to cover it up in any way. Basically, these sprites take you to fairy court. So they like summon a ring of mushrooms around you, and you have to answer truthfully about like the murder of this pixie. Um, so I just absolutely won. Love this, this whole like scenario of the party being put on trial for accidentally killing this sprite. Uh, so that's just delightful. Uh, and then for the, probably my favorite part of this is the punishment. Uh, if the party isn't able to bluff their way out or, you know, figure out something, essentially whoever killed the sprite is cursed. And so every day, let me, let me double check this. I think it's every day at sunset, they have to make a constitution saving throw. If they fail the save, they have to roll percentile die. And whatever that percentage is, is how close they get to transforming into a full fairy dragon. (gasps) Yeah. And once they reach 100% cumulatively, they actually become a fairy dragon. They are cursed to be this thing. And they are that until the curse is broken, which is just... Awesome. I've never seen like like somebody transforming into a fairy dragon is amazing. Yeah. And what an idea for like lore too. Like that's where fairy dragons come from. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I just so the whole the whole scenario here is just very like I can see it so clearly working and happening in a game, and this would just be like so much fun, such a fun social encounter, uh, with like a weird fairy twist at the end. So I just absolutely loved it. So kind of the concept behind this was to collaboratively create what it would be like for a random encounter table kind of in the Feywild. That, that, that's the essence of what the forum, forum was intended to do. And if that's true, then listed on this list, I would 100% call this the Butter Sprite effect. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's right. 
great. That's very good. I will accept it. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Indignant resignation of acceptance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But letter last, that was uh, just, this is an oh, awesome encounter. So and um, I would, I would love <laughs> for this to happen to me yes. uh, in a game. Oh, just stomping around everywhere in the Feywild. Yeah, and the idea that like every sunset you have to like make this roll until you do something to change it, because otherwise you're going to be a fairy dragon. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Oh, so good. Okay, but with that, we're going to lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. All right, so on this one, I feel like... So in my home game, uh, so for Venture Maidens, we had a big like episode yeah. section where we actually went into the Feywild. So I feel like I have a little bit of an advantage here because I did create an entire like. Oh yeah! Oh, I know. Red encounters <laughs> table. Oh, have you seen it? Oh yeah, you would have right yep. on the Patreon. Um, so maybe you should go first, or I can share like a favorite one that didn't pop up in the show. Nope. Let's let's just twist off of yours because you've you've already done the the legwork here. Okay. Um, all right. So my my favorite one uh, that that actually didn't get rolled on the table. Uh, so one, what are the first warning signs? Uh, so your party is walking through, you know, this this dark old forest, right? That's some part of the Feywild, uh, and then you begin to hear like warbling singing, three voices coming, kind of singing like in unison together, and it sounds it sounds great, uh, though a little bit odd. And then the the events that make it clear is, you know, in the matter of the Feywild, you're basically, you open up into this clearing and you see that there are three goat people that are singing together, like in a trio. Yeah. And then the scenario there is, uh, and they're also, you see there are like seats and everything like around them and they're all practicing. Basically, the situation is like, if you choose to walk away or like sneak away and not confront the goats, they're mad because you're not listening to them and their beautiful performance uh so you're punished if you don't sit down and listen <gasps> to the goats perform this for you since yeah. you have come to the show you simply cannot leave yeah how rude of course you can absolutely rude um so unless they roll like stealth gods um <laughs> basically yeah and the goats will be like hey like you can't that's so rude to walk out of a performance uh, and then they curse people with goat ears so that is the negative. What is the what is the positive if someone were to properly navigate the situation? Yeah, so if the if the party comes in and they sit down and you know they enjoy the performance and like clap, uh the goats are are pleased. Uh they're very helpful. I had it so there was an inspiration mechanic. Okay. Um so basically like you had a die that you could spend, you know, oh, at perfect. some point in the next like 24 hours uh to add to your role. That's 100% yeah. what I was thinking as well. Like yeah. Inspiration like <laughs> or something maybe charisma based or constitution, something there. Yeah. And I just love the idea. I mean, when you're working in the Feywild, you know, you can get so creative about the kind of like fairies and creatures that are encountered there. You know, I was very much thinking like the Billy Goat Scruff and like, yeah, you know, they're, they're a singing trio. Why not? Mm -hmm. um, hanging out. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So that was, I was like, oh, but it didn't come up on the table. I'm like, huh. The heartbreak of making random encounter tables. Yes. Yeah. Another good quick one was basically one of my players ended up with the the Lady of the Lake sword because <laughs> they came up to a pond and, you know, she threw the sword at them. 
at them. At them. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that's impressive. Here, here it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. What's great is it's a cursed sword, so it's very jealous. So the person has to use that weapon and only that weapon. Otherwise, they're cursed. They use any other blade. Okay, so I just thought of one. Okay, yeah. You helped inspire me. Yay! So I'm not sure what the first warning signs would be. I'm not sure really how to mechanically do it. So I, it would probably be a verbal thing of feeling disoriented and kind of feeling a, the sense of lo- lost, not lost, but lost. Um, and I would definitely want something in the Feywild to feel like the MC Escher style maze. Oh, oh man, yeah. And I trying to figure out the mechanics of that. And I think a lot of it would be more of theater of the mind conversation wise because it's so disorienting, yeah, definitely. but getting into a part of the Feywild and then having to try and maybe quickly navigate that. And um, I would probably try and do some visual representations to see like images to get that point across. So what if it makes it clear something is afoot? I think I would divide the party. But yeah. They would still be within visual range, but they wouldn't be in physical proximity anymore. Right. Like they all like get, it's like they're all in the same maze, but they all have a different set of rules that they have to figure out like how to navigate. Like one person has to walk backwards and one person has to only like climb up to get down and like, yeah. but you don't know who, who gets what rule set at the beginning. Like you would roll and hand them out yeah. and you have to like figure out how to find each other. That'd be like a really cool I almost want, I mean, now that you've said that, I would almost want to have it where you pull a card and you put it on your forehead. Oh, and so you are moving a specific, oh, that's cool. That kind of way. And so then everyone's having to interact with each other. Yeah. That'd be a really interesting thing. And so one, it's the collaborative effort that helps people through. The other is continuing that collaborative effort. So two people were to meet, basically, they would need to stay physically connected or else they would separate again very quickly. Yeah. And so then having that kind of be the solve to the puzzle is that once you figure it out, you need to stay together. Um, The trouble that ensues is maybe getting genuinely lost. Yeah. And like how much time is being wasted. And so I think it'd be a good way to... If you have a time-sensitive event happening in the Feywild and them stumbling into this maze and then the stress of, like, how long have we been in here? I have no idea. I'm feeling exhausted because, wait, have we been in here for hours? Have we been in here for days? Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, so scary. And so I think how do you – getting out of the trouble again is just that collaborative effort. But I think the prize is maybe being able to navigate the Feywild much more quickly because you've figured out maybe it maybe this feels like the central hub of the Feywild. That's why it's so chaotic. And solving kind of solving that riddle allows for travel in the Feywild more accurately, more quickly. Yeah. I mean I would love to give them like at the center of the maze is like a compass or something, but it's not like a material compass. It's like a how to get through the Feywilds. Yeah. So it can point like up and down and all of the, you know, the wild ways that the the plane takes uh, to get from A to B. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. You do you. Anything else? Anything else cool about your maze? Yeah, I, I mean, God, I would like put like fire and like pits like all around the, the outside edge. It'd be like that level of Mario Kart where you're just surrounded by lava and you're yes. like, ah, I can't mess up because lava. <laughs> I would also mess with them 
personally. Like maybe they appear and they appear to be a different age. Mm. To like just mm-hmm. really keep things just ratcheted up. No long no long term effects once you're out of the maze, but the in inside just would be so disorienting. Like and you're terrifying. rapidly aging the longer you spend in the maze. Or the other way. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You have to like or crawl you... around like little uh-huh. babies. Oh yep. no. Yeah. I love it. Okay, do we have another one? Quick. Hold on, hold on. What What's the percentage on the table? Oh, oh, you want to roll on my table? Okay. Yep. Here we go. Let me pull it up. Am I rolling a percentile? There it is. Okay. All right. It is a D12. Okay. Ready. Oh, 10. All right. 10. You stumble across three goatmen. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Oh, this is another good one. All right. <laughs> so in this encounter here, basically you're walking along in the woods and then all of a sudden you see this sheer cliff like in front of you, just like a flat cliff that like stretches up into infinity. And you know you have to like go up this cliff that's it's totally standing in your way. So the path continues in front of you. So that's like your first thing. You walk up and you see this cliff. You also see that there is a bucket at the bottom of this cliff here, um, just at the base of the wall. Do you look inside the bucket? I immediately look inside the bucket. Okay. Uh, there are a few copper coins, a couple pieces of green glass, and a balled-up paper wrapper and an acorn in the bucket. What do you do? I dump the bucket out. Okay, you dump the bucket out. The coins fall out, the trash falls out. Nothing happens? Nothing happens. Okay. Um, I put my own copper coins into the bucket. Yeah, if you put a copper coin, how many are you putting in the bucket? How many were in there before? Uh, there was just one. Okay, then I put one copper coin in the bucket. Okay, you suddenly feel your feet lifting off the ground. You are flying. <gasps> this is amazing. <laughs> I like that we're like doing this right now. Yeah, so you're flying, so you can start flying up if you okay. want. Okay, I do. I fly up. Okay, Um. all right. And you fall when you get to the 30 feet mark. You just drop out of the sky. Your flight stops. So you fall 30 feet, taking 3d6 damage. What would you do? I take 10 damage. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> At the risk of mortal peril, I will put in two copper. Okay. You fly 60 feet up in the air before falling back down to the ground. Oh, I take 22 additional points of damage. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're not looking so hot. I don't know what to do from here. <laughs> yeah, so essentially uh, the this puzzle here is if you put a copper coin in the bucket, you'll only ever be able to fly like partway up. If you put a silver coin, you can fly more, but not the full length up. And if you put a gold coin in the bucket, then you can fly all the way to the top. It's basically a puzzle to, you know, punish you for being cheap. Yep. (laughs) So the only way to ascend is if everybody gives a gold coin as opposed to the copper. So the copper and the trash in the bucket are misdirection. Nice. The trash, they're just like, uh uh. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing. Nothing happens. <laughs> you fall down one foot after flying. That yeah. was perfect. So this is just a, yeah, a tricky little little fey trap here. Because, uh, you know, the fey is all about testing, like, your morals and your politeness. And, you know, it's all, all these tricky little things. So, of course, you know, you are injured if you are cheap and uh, can't get through. But if you give the gold, then you can fly over this obstacle and continue on with your journey. There we go. But I, with that, I say we've done it. <laughs> we did a mini RP. Bow, bow. 
And if you want to get a hold of us and tell us all about the crazy Wild experiences you are having, you can always find us on Twitter at DMnastics. And you can find my handle at Jokemaniac, Jack of all trades, master of none, IAC. And of course, you can find Celeste at C. Conowich. And if you head over to our Twitter, you can also find the daily DMnastics that we do. Basically, I dig deep into the bowels of art station, find some cool, inspiring stuff, and post it daily. Always posting back to the original artist, because that's what you should do. Yay. But with that, let's head to the post-workout cooldown and stretch with the light bulb. Light bulb. Yay. Today on the light bulb, we are going to talk about dice and miscellany. Yay! (laughs) I recently found in my possession the dice and miscellany for the Avernus set. (gasps) Like it was poofed there, right? From hell. Oh, hello. It smells like brimstone. And honestly, I was super impressed. So that's why I want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, uh, it's beautiful. Everything is beautiful. I've been I've been lusting through the camera at yes. everything <laughs> happening. So there. you have uh, you have an uh, I don't know at what point this happened. This is a total aside, but at some point in fifth edition, we decided as a collective unit in the RPG community that the seven dice set is not adequate and mm-hmm. instead it shall forever be an 11 dice set. I believe that was Dragon Heist Waterdeep that did it first. So step one is adding a second d20 because you have advantage and disadvantage. The other interesting element is adding additional. No, it's not interesting. I immediately figured out why. You have four d6 because that's the standard way to roll up character stats. Mm-hmm. So you have four d6, you have two d20, and then your standard percentile dice d12, d8, D4. There you go. Heck Science! Yeah. And these are really cool colors this time. You know, we go with the, that hell theme again. It was like the red with that that bright mm-hmm. yellow, like dice ink. It's They're really cool. <laughs> and admittedly, I grabbed the pair of D20s, rolled them inside the felt line box, and rolled two 20s on their first roll. Uh-oh, you paid for so. those with soul coins, didn't you? <laughs> done and done. This is the dice set that I will use forevermore. Wow, yes. But it didn't just come with just dice, did it? There's a bunch of other stuff in there too. That's the part that I'm really tripping out over is the the miscellany is, I mean, in all honesty, a lot more than I thought it would be. Yeah. And so there are 20 cards that are basically the monster cards. So on the front is the image of the monster and on the back are like the stats and information about it. And you have a map that is a size representation of all of the demons compared to each other. And the other side of that is the actual map of Avernus. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. I, the cards are just so cool. So it's it's all of the new monsters that are introduced mm-hmm. in the book, right? Yep. Oh. Like the, here, let's see. You also have like the infernal language written out. Oh yeah. And then also the box itself came with a felt lined cardboard box that you can use as a dice roller. Top and bottom are felt lined. So, I mean, you could technically have two. That is very nice. Basically you have a trinkets one finds table to roll on strange encounters table to roll on. I have an abyssal chicken I can look at. Whoa. They're so gross. Yep. It's weird. But yeah, definitely, if you're buying Avernus, definitely buy the Dyson Miscellany. It is 
it it's just worth it. Yeah, it's definitely blown all the other sets out of the water so far. This is the first time I've seen them include miscellany. Um, and honestly, yeah, that that just hikes up the value. Done. Okay. Yeah. With that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Before we go, I want to implore you, the listeners, to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as other conversations being had. And there's only one way to do that, and that's to head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net, try some gymnastics, so your players don't ask, do you even lift? Can I trust you will add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running. <laughs>